Tiffany Franks. This is Brad Franks bringing the Hustle and Flow podcast to you. Been married what seems like forever. Happiest five years of my life. That's not funny. I always hate that joke. It's not funny at all. We've been married 30. <laughs> Almost 33 years. Thir- okay. He's the scorekeeper. I never know. That's 30, 32 years. Yeah. Met on a blind date. It wasn't blind for him because he's shallow howl and he As had to go puddle. look at me where I where I was working at to make sure that he wanted to follow through with the blind date, but it was a blind date for me. So been married a long time, which is interesting because today this one is about marriage. Yeah. It's podcast number one. Numero uno. Yeah. Is- and we're talking about sickness and health. Well, that and just talking about vows in general in sickness and in health is today's subject that we're going to talk about. And, uh, some of you may know me, some of you may not, but I serve on staff at church, and uh, one of the things that I've been dealing with, especially over the past, what, month, month and a half or so, is marriage counseling. And I'm not a professional licensed therapist, so don't send me your crazy people, but uh, I've, I, you know, I do have almost 34 years this year we've been together. I do have some time under my belt raised four kids, uh, got two grandkids, have uh, a ton of experience in a lot of areas. So, you know, I can listen and kind of wade through the junk. But one thing that we've dealt with or have been talking to couples about is stickability in right. sickness and in health because they want to run when it gets tough. And that, that I, you know, I've, that's what I've been dealing with. And so – we felt like it'd be important to talk about maybe vows and sickness and in health and not just being healthy or being sick, but, but just about it as a whole of how to stay married and how to be married. Well, and the other part of sickness and health is also for better or worse. Ooh. Sickness and health, you know, you almost think, well, of course I would stay with somebody if we're being literal, talking mm-hmm. about a sickness or a health. Of course, that, that doesn't mean that That's everybody does, true. but better or worse right. also, because you're going to be better in marriage and you're going to be worse. And sometimes you can be much worse than your previous worse was. Right. But staying together when it's not easy, because marriage is hard. It's It always, I don't understand if, people who say they've never fought in a day in their life. Like, I don't understand what that's like. We've talked about it. We are, we are day and night. We're mm-hmm. oil and water. Absolutely. All the analogies you can think of of how two people could be as different as different can be. I'm firing your gasoline. It, it, okay. Or yeah. Vice so, versa. yeah, yeah. So that, that's how we are. So we have had many opportunities to decide, can I stick with, this person mm-hmm. that I stood up in front of everybody and said I would stay with, all those people that were at Baptist Church in Morville 32 years ago that I said, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, okay, now the worse is here, the not-so-good health is here, these times are here, can I stick with them? Do I want to stick with them? And how right. do I stick with them? It's difficult, you know, I think about, you know, you said you we, we stood before people and we gave a vow. You know, I'm convinced that vows are, uh, vows are one of those things that I think people really 
take for granted. They don't understand oh, what that means right. because when I stand before somebody, and look, I'm not going to lie. I was 20 years old. I liked you. I thought you were hot. I really liked the way you look, and especially in that pink body glove jumpsuit that you used to wear when we'd go out. Like, it was all good to me, you know. I had my hammer pants on. I mean, we, we had a good time. At 20 years old, I didn't understand what it was like to take a vow for better or worse and in sickness and health and for richer or poor, and God knows we've seen poor. Yes, we have. Um, we, we've seen those times. And so I didn't know what that meant. I think there's a lot of people who really don't know when they take a vow – that I'm really taking something that's important, that that is specific, and and those words are just words. I, you know, I appreciate people who write their own vows too, and sometimes those are cool. You know, uh, but when you take these generic vows that that a lot of people take, they're conservative, you know, Christian vows, and and that's what a lot of any wedding I've done, they've been those type of vows. Uh, I think it's it's important to really understand what that looks like. It's it's not just I'm going to take it for better and forget the worse. It's that I'm going to stay committed to you in the bad times. And and look, we've been together a long time. Over this many years, there's been some bad times. Definitely. And, and you know, so how, how did how did you work through that? I mean, you know, I know how I work through it, but we're different. How did you work through it? Well thinking about working through it, I think when you're first married, don't you think that sometimes the way you work through it is how you saw it worked through? Yeah. Which also was a whole other element to sticking with somebody for better, for worse, sickness and health, rich or poor, all those things, because all you're bringing to the table is possibly what you've seen. Mm -hmm. And so that that creates its own set of problems because if you saw mama and daddy have a disagreement for better or worse, and maybe they grabbed hands, prayed, talked to each other in a soft language, (laughs) but then I saw something that did not look like that at all, then what I may resort to when thinking about, do I want to stick? Do I want to commit? Do I want to stay in it? Is what I saw. So what I saw may be leave. Yeah. Let's let's go. And and we get it in our minds sometimes. I don't have to do this. I don't have to put up with this. I don't have to be with somebody that is going through this or that we're going through this together. Mm-hmm. I can bail. Yeah. I've got a car. I've got gas in my tank. I have a black garbage bag to put my clothes in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This sounds like experience, <laughs> right? I remember that day. I remember being young and not having the skills in my suitcase because we didn't own a suitcase. We no. were so young and so poor. I did not own a suitcase because I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know why I didn't own a suitcase, but I didn't. And so I remember one of those times, and I was, you know, being honest was very hormonal too of thinking. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this today. And so I remember putting all of my little clothes in a black garbage bag and putting them in the back of my car. I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't know where I was going. And I really didn't want to leave. I just knew that I didn't know how to cope and to stay in that moment. So my clothes went in the garbage bag into the car and I left the driveway and went and walked around the mall. I remember that because I had, I had worked that morning at that time I was working UPS and then I went to college Came home, 
And I had to go back to work that afternoon. Just so happened I had to work at the mall. And she packed her black garbage bags. I don't think those are FAA approved. No. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I you don't know if Delta, they'd probably still lose it too. But uh, I remember thinking, well, we didn't have cell phones back then. So I had no idea where you were or what you were doing. And so I remember as I was working at the kiosk right there by the little carousel selling Bajas. You may not even remember what those were, but I sold the heck out of Bajas. I was a good salesman. And I finally saw you walk in the mall, your little uh, pregnant self was about eight months pregnant in your, your overalls. And, and I, and I saw you walking in, I don't even remember how we made up, but we made up that night and you come home and brought your back black garbage bag yeah. and you unpacked it all. And yeah. the rest is, and, and you know, I was eight, I was eight months. Yeah. yeah. I told you I was, I was hormonal. Mm. Um, Jesus, but, but that's, but going back to that, you, you don't maybe have the tools that you need to know how to stick or commit because yeah. you've not seen that mirrored. That's right. You've, you know, you've not sought out counsel. Um, so you don't know how to stick, how to commit. What does that really even look like? Well, it's a skill set. And, and I think you, I think you pegged it right there. It, it is a skill set. You will, you will imitate what you've seen. And the only thing I ever knew in marriage was you stay together. My mom and dad, they got married in 1970, still together both still living, thankfully. And, you know, they celebrate marriage this year. I think it's going to be, what, that's 54 years. And, and that's, a, that's a long time together. Yeah. And that's all I'd ever seen. Well, what they saw was the same thing replicated. My mom and dad, or my mom's mom and dad were together their whole life. And then his mom and dad were together their whole life, even though he had, uh, both of them have siblings who've been married multiple times. And I'm not degrading that. That that stuff happens. I'm just saying that they saw that. And so that was what was replicated to me. And I that's the only thing I knew. And uh, the old Miranda Lambert song, The House That Built Me. It's one of my favorite songs. Sorry, I'm just a cheesy guy. But she said that the only way to work things out sometimes is to stay together. And you did say it, that the, the words, I don't have to put up with this. Look, we live in a society to where it's being fed to our kids. You don't have to put up with this. You don't have to do this. There's somebody else out there for you. There's somebody else that, that, that'll make you happy. And the truth is, is that sometimes, you know, there may be somebody else out there. I don't know. But the truth is, is that God put you in this marriage and he didn't put you in somebody else's marriage. Yeah. And so it's easy to cut bait, as the old saying is, and run. And uh, neither one of us are runners. We're fighters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we're not going to retreat. And that's, um, you know, we, we have a good barn burner every once in a while. And we're not going to back down. And we're not going to lose. And I'm not running to the back of the room. And I'm not going to leave. We're going to see it through. But uh, I, I think that goes back to a skill set of what you saw mirrored. So so what, what does that mean, though? If it's a skill set, it's something you've seen then it's something you can learn. Don't you agree? I mean, I, I would think it's something you could see and you could learn. It is definitely something you learn. And I think, I don't know why that if if I'm going to open a business, I'm going to do research. I'm going to ask other business owners how they're successful. I'm going to get all the help I can get. Right. If I am, again, you know, if, fitness, I talk about that a lot. If I'm doing something new, I'm, I'm going to look at the coaches. I'm going to look at people who have done that, and I'm going to ask questions. How 
how do I get better at this? But in marriage, I don't understand why that's the one area sometimes that we don't want to reach out for help. We don't want to go to marriage counseling. We don't want to sit down with our pastors. We don't want to sit down with the couple who's been married a lot longer than us that might have actually gone through the things that we're going through. Why is it in marriage that that's the one thing sometimes that one or both will lock their feet in and absolutely not want outside help? I don't really understand that. So how do you get the skill set if you don't try to learn by going to marriage? I love marriage conferences. I love absolutely. I love things that help 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 me think of things in a way I may not have thought of them. Um, whether it's little little snippets on you know social media of of good marriage videos, um, books, just any of those things can help build your skill set if it wasn't there already. For me, that skill set was not there. Right. So I have had to build my skill set the right way. I've had to take all the bad stuff out of the toolbox and replace it with good stuff. Yeah. That would actually help me whenever we don't agree on something. To stand right there, like you said, and not go get a black garbage bag and the keys to my car and go walk around the mall. Because we don't, I mean, that was so long ago, we don't, you know, we don't even talk about leaving. We don't no. talk about divorce, which no. is something I know that we'll talk about today is not talking about divorce. It does not need to be a word that's, you know, that's thrown around, especially if you have kids. That's a whole other thing. But kids don't need to ever hear that, you know, that word in your house when you're just not agreeing and can't figure out how to make things worse. But, you know, what do you do, though? What do you do in some of these serious issues to stay and to not go? Well, it's not easy. You know, uh, one thing that, that we've talked about is that, you know, health issues in sickness and health. We've talked right. about that. Um, my dad was 42, had his first heart attack. He had one at 45. He's had three open heart surgeries. And so about 41, I thought, I don't really want to be that guy because it, my dad was was a man's man and he worked his butt off. But when he had those things happen, I watched it change him. But I also watched what he did to my mother. And so I decided I didn't want to be that guy, not because I didn't love him or respect him, but I just didn't want to put you through that. I didn't want to put my family through that, so I started working out. And and by doing that, uh, I've been relatively healthy with zero problems over the past 11 years outside of little nagging things from working out. But weirdly enough, you don't have a whole lot of bad history of, of like health problems in your, your past but you've had little things, you know, back surgeries and all this kind of stuff. And so it, it, it does come hand in hand with some of that, you know, um, we're looking at, looking at what, one of the things that we were talking about is that, uh, health issues, how they affect your marriage. Well, nobody signs up normally. Times will come in your marriage when you do have health issues possibly and and you have to assume that that role, and it could be for a long time. Thankfully, in hours, it's usually because I'm clumsy, and I mine is injury. You know, absolutely. Um, my I think my last injury was I was out running and rolled my ankle on a 
magnolia pod on the sidewalk. So of course, you in know, the middle of the city, yeah, in the middle, yeah. And so it's it's all it's stuff like that. And so thankfully, ours is little stuff of you having to contend with me being in a boot three summers in a row or something like that. But we haven't had to deal with serious issues. Um, you know, so how do you do that? And how do you do that when I know that we we talked with someone recently where their health issues even caused bedroom issues. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's serious because you don't go into marriage thinking at 40 years old, playtime may be over. Right. And and that's a good point. Um, Because the vow said it's sickness and health for better, for worse, for richer, poorer. And look, everybody probably would like to edit those to say in health, for richer, for better. Right. But you don't go into it because here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if you, you know this or not. Life is not one straight line. Life happens and you have to learn how to contend with it as a married couple, whether it is a, a, a kid who falls into addiction or whether it is a spouse who has health issues or whether it is all of a sudden your, your, your mom or your dad dies unexpectedly or there's just something major happens. For me, the only person I have to lean on is you. I mean, I have, I have God and I do that, but, but you're my, you're my person. And so I, I, when I have to deal with issues, you're my sounding board and you're the person that I go to. And so that's what all this is about. In my opinion, you know, how do you how do you deal with that? You can't just run and you can't just say, you know what, I'm here for the good times. And whenever you get through your bad stuff, if you'll just call me, I'll come back and I'll carry it to El Agave and we'll eat, you know. Uh, and that's a plug from my friend Moses over there. But I, we, we enjoy eating there. He's, he's a buddy of ours. But but how do you how do you deal with that? You know, uh, one of the one of the most respected men that I know that I can think of is Dr. David Langerfeld. If you remember David at, at Harrisburg, his wife, I can't remember exactly what condition she had, but she was bedridden. And David was the executive education pastor at Harrisburg. And, and I'm telling you, one of the best men you'll ever meet. He would go work. He would do his job. He went home and he always consistently took care of his wife. And it was respected. You know, he could have hired a sitter. He could have put her in a home, but he chose to do that. You know why? Because it goes back to the commitment of a vow and the seriousness of what he took that to be. And so that's just my that's just my thought there. Well, and there's one thing I know. So when you stick together through some of these hard things, a kid that's causing you grief, a job loss, right? A death of a parent, when you stick together through those things and buckle in what I know is that your marriage is so much stronger and better later. Right. And so when the next thing hits you, you're a little stronger. Right. And then the next thing hits you, you're a little stronger, but you don't get stronger by retreating into yourself, thinking about how much better the grass would be on the other side. If you don't, link up with your partner and decide, okay, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get through this? Right. Do we need outside? Do we need to call for backup? Right. Do we need, do we need to 
seek out somebody that can help us through this. Let's pray. Let's fast if we need to. That's the way you get through some of these things. I mean, I, I know there's things that it may be harder to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, some things will be easier than others, obviously. But that's the way you get stronger as a couple is deciding better or worse means we're going to link up and right. we're going to lock in and we're going to figure out how to get through this. Well, and I like what you said is, is buckle up. And that that really sums it up in a nutshell. You're, you're committed, but there is going to be some bumps. There are going to be some places where uh, there's a pothole that you didn't expect. And there's things that are going to happen, and you've got to buckle up. You know, if I don't buckle my seatbelt, which I'm I'm pretty disciplined to do. Yes, you are. If I get stopped by the police, he can give me a ticket for not buckling up. And I think in marriage, maybe we should have the marriage police. They should give you a ticket if you ain't buckled up or engaged. And I, I think that it really comes back to what you said is is working together and linking up because you are my partner. You know, in business, if I have a partner, they should share the burden. Right. And that's what marriage is, is being able to share the burden together and linking up and, and making better decisions. And it's not just about the good times. It's about just as much working through the bad things as it is working through the good things. And I, I believe this. I believe if you work through the bad things, good things tend to happen more because you see it differently right? when you work through the bad stuff. Yeah, you do. And so that's that's just kind of where I'm at with that. Well, I think you enjoy the good things much more, and you both appreciate the good things much more when you've joined hands and went through the bad stuff and stayed and stuck it out. I can't imagine for me what my life would have been like if I stayed on the run the night that I put my my bag uh, my bag in right. the car and yeah. decided I don't have anywhere to go but I bet I can find somewhere you know I don't know what that life would have been like if I hadn't have stayed because we have a great marriage absolutely it's not a good marriage it's a great, it's marriage. A great marriage we're best friends mm-hmm. we have a great time together we, do. we love to annoy each other in the in the you know in the ways that make us who we are. <laughs> Who we are. We have a great family. And so those early years, and, you know, it may be one or, once or twice in the middle years if we would have followed through with that thought pattern of I'm going to go, none of this would look the same. It wouldn't. I, I, I can't I, imagine what kind of awful person you would have if you didn't have me. Me either. Yeah. I can imagine that you probably would still Facebook stalk me and uh, every day, every twice day a day to, to, to look at what you missed. But uh, anyway, well, hey, listen, uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. There's two types of people. There are those who walk the walk and there's those who talk the talk. And look, we prefer to be the former. We want to walk it out every day. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, click a like button, follow the podcast, and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed our podcast. Let's see.